0: Each week, I'll be sharing insightful and inspiring birth stories and advice in the hopes to help you create your own positive birth experience. I'm your host, Sky Marie. Let's get into today's show. Welcome back, everyone. On today's show, I chat with Melbourne chiropractor and mother of two, Diana. Coming from a long line of generational birth trauma, Diana chose to change the narrative with her own birth journey. She hired a doula, did a hypnobirthing course, and learned all she could about physiological birth to give her the tools and knowledge she needed to navigate the system and give birth drug free at her local hospital. When she became pregnant with her second child, she again planned to birth at the local hospital only two minutes away, but her daughter had other plans and she ended up accidentally free birthing her at home. We chat about the healing effect her birth had on her mother's birth wound and how the greatest act of surrender helped keep her environment calm and tranquil. Enjoy this episode. Anna, welcome to the show thank you so much for being here hi do you want to just quickly tell the listeners a little bit about yourself sure um so i'm currently
1: in living in melbourne in the lockdowns
0: oh, land of yeah.
1: the lockdown and <laughs> um i my i'm a chiropractor by my job and i um have uh, my first daughter who's Alyssa and my second one was born about two months ago and amazing yeah and whereabouts is your practice so i work in northgate melbourne um i actually um found like founded the business and um we it's called blossom family chiropractic and we take care of families as with the name we love pregnant mamas we love newborn babies um we love taking care of the whole family Mm -hmm. um so a lot of my birth
0: understanding comes from that too. Yeah, right. And what about your pregnancies? Were they planned? Yes, they were. Perfect. And what was your pregnancy like with your first order? That one was really good. Um, I felt
1: pretty good all the way through. Went to 41 weeks with her um, and had a, a great um, unmedicated natural birth in a hospital with her. Um, but the pregnancy was really good, unlike everything low risk and not complicated. So we just plotted along and had her.
0: And was there anything you did during that pregnancy to prepare yourself for birth? Oh yes, yeah. yeah. So that
1: was my first, my first run through. So um, I did acupuncture um from memory like most of the way through Mm -hmm. and obviously around near the end um so it would be monthly for a little bit and then near the end ramped it up I think from 36 weeks it was about weekly and then um I had Cairo through that as well and I did hypnobirthing yeah um so I loved absolutely loved that and I also had a doula through that process as well so helping me guide through which books to read and all of that. Yeah.
0: And so being a chiropractor, what does having your body adjusted during your pregnancy do for you?
1: Oh, well, they've actually, first one of the ones that they've done is they actually did a study, a case study on um, many pregnant women and found that it can actually help decrease labor times. Oh, wow. Because the pelvis is aligned and everything's ready to go, it allows like faster labor. So we usually expect um, a lot of our pregnant mamas will have quicker births or even if they're first time mums have it in the average of like 12 hours, 13 hours which is um a great sweet spot to go through the whole pregnancy it also helps with obviously any aches and pains you have through as well because your body is constantly changing your center of gravity is changing so Getting um, adjusted through that, which we use quite gentle techniques, it's all modified to the body. Because you have more laxate in your body at that time, we have to use um, less uh, less forceful techniques, I guess, more gentle um, things to help align the body and get things ready. Yeah.
0: Now, the relaxin hormone, that's the one that will soften. Is it all your bones? It,
1: it's the um, ligaments that it makes them so that yes. you can actually allow the baby to come in through the pelvis. So it allows the pelvis to open out wider. Um, right. And, okay. um, yeah, so it allows it to do that. And then that's. The, the six weeks back is going back as well. So wow. a lot of women will find that they'll get like carpal tunnel or um, round ligament pain things like that around the, that time when the say hormone is trying to um, prepare the body to grow for the baby. So all of that can create aches and pains and having um, some kind of physical hands-on work is
0: amazing. How often would you see a woman throughout her pregnancy?
1: It kind of depends on when you've started seeing the Cairo. So, for months, you've come in um, and seen the Cairo from uh, pre pregnancy. We kind of know your body and what's working. So, then we kind of adapt it to it. So, you can come in three weeks, four weeks, um, and getting closer to birth, we will bring that in a little bit closer. But if you're coming in with an actual pain, like you've got back pain, you may need to come in for more intensive, closer together appointments. Um, until we can stabilize what's going on and in some women it can stabilize quickly and you can come in um, as needed or once a month for check-ins or um, for some it doesn't stabilize as easily and we might need to help support them um, a little bit more through that
0: okay awesome so jumping back to your birth what model of care did you end up choosing well to give
1: context I have always loved um the idea of, like, a full physiological and natural birth. That's something that I always wanted for my birth. Yeah. Um, so even though I was at a hospital, we made sure to, to create that environment as much as possible. Um, so, yeah, that was at a hospital – with my doula. Amazing.
0: So any key tools or resources that helped you prepare for a physiological birth in that type of setting because I know it can sometimes yeah. be a tricky one for women to navigate. Well, that's I think that
1: was the part of having the doula that helped me quite a lot was mm-hmm. she was navigating me through that. Also, um the book by Ray, Ray Raya Dempsey? Yes, her book was fantastic to navigate the Australian kind of system as well, mm-hmm. so choosing a public hospital over private knowing that the um, cesarean rates or the intervention rates are lower in a hospital. Um, I was at the women's in Melbourne so they are quite good with um, doulas. They very help support women quite a lot through that Mm -hmm. Um, and I found that for me the hypnobirthing for my husband was very good because he could understand that birth wasn't um, this medical inter- – for, for most women, it this medical thing, in some cases it could be. Mm. Um, and I think so when he was going through and seeing what was going on, especially in a hospital, he had the knowledge to then say, no, we don't want to do that yet or help support me in those decisions. Yeah.
0: And how was that birth?
1: My first one was really good. So that was about um, – I actually found out it was about six and a half hours active labour, so from four mm. centimetres to ten. Um, but I – my story with her was like mucus plug came out and then um, at 10 o'clock at night and then literally contraction surges every five minutes until about four when the I wasn't talking in between them anymore. And the doula at that point was saying, let's go to the hospital because we needed 20 minutes to get there. And then when I got there, I was exactly four centimetres and then it took me six and a half hours to get to 10. Um, and my birth plan was quite simple. I had on there just, like, don't offer me anything. I know my options. And um, basically that's what happened. They never offered me anything. I hit – in hindsight, it was transition, but I hit a point where um, I was like, what's – like, how much more do I have to do this? And um, they were like, we're waiting for your water to break. And I was like, well, why don't you just break it? Like, if I'm 10 centimeters, just break the water And the midwives and the doula, from my understanding now, was they were just trying to hold me off. They were like, maybe let's just do one or two more contractions and see. Um, Then we'll check you. And if it's 10, maybe we'll um, break the waters. And it literally broke on the next one. And then an hour and a half-ish of pushing. um,
0: And, yeah, she came out. And, yeah, it was great. And how did you feel after that birth?
1: Oh, oh my God. I was on, like, cloud nine. (laughs) Yeah. I just did this. I ended up having a bit of a tear because okay. they, um, I had, um, despite not wanting this, I had a bit of directional pushing. So it four mm-hmm. to um, a three. So I had to go into surgery, but the whole time I was like on a high. Like they were just like, How are you doing? And I was like, I feel great. That was a <laughs> Like, um, sorry, it was a bit, a bit of a funny. <laughs> funny yeah so I I didn't with that tear I know a lot of women have complications but for me it was um pretty pretty easy they stitched me up and then I was pretty okay after that
0: awesome and then jumping ahead to your second pregnancy how was that experience it was harder in the fact that we were in and out of lockdowns and
1: I was trying to navigate the fact that In Melbourne currently, there's a few things. If we hit a lockdown, um, you can only have one support person in the hospital. Mm -hmm. And then once the birth happens, I believe that once you go to the maternity ward, no one is allowed with you except for two hours a day between four and eight, I believe. Otherwise, um, no one else is allowed in. Yeah, okay. Uh, so that was very stressful to me because I wanted the doula um, and I wanted my husband, but he's not as useful in that situation yeah. as my doula. <laughs> so um, we were like kind of tossing up. And um, I even played with the idea as, with a home birth, Um and I contacted midwives but it was just too stressful to organize by the end and my husband wasn't too keen on that because he lost his grandmother giving birth um years ago um like when she was giving birth then so he really wanted to make sure that that in case anything happened we had um so that was quite stressful and I think that kind of put me in a bit of a maybe a little bit of a depression or a little bit of mental health stuff just trying to navigate that um coming off like you know a long lockdown as well and then bouncing in and out and not knowing what was ever going on um so I found that mentally that this pregnancy was a bit harder yeah so through the pregnancy I would get migraines and that's what Cairo and acupuncture both were helping me with as well Mm -hmm. Um, but with this with this one, um, from about twenty-eight weeks, I was getting strong Braxton Higgs. Like, um at this point we were in between lockdowns and at this I think my doula was able I was able to have a meeting with her. And when I was with her, she was talking and I'd actually have to stop and like be like, I need to breathe, just give me a second. And at one point my husband took us out for from to me for a dinner. This was probably around thirty-four weeks. And in between I was I was like, you, I need a second to breathe. Like I can't, um, It they were that intense. Yeah, okay. But at that point, the advice that I had was I was not, like to stop going to the gym to do workouts. And um, at work, I decreased my books and to make sure that I was having more gaps and more space to, um, to be able to recover in between um, clients. Um, so that was more so the symptom, I guess, through that. I didn't have that with my first daughter, but that was from 36
0: weeks. This started, like, um, two months before. Yeah, right. Do you want to take us to that first sign of labor with her? <laughs> um, so that was, yeah,
1: 28 weeks, started getting that. But I, because I had them with my daughter previously, I knew what it was. Yeah. So it would tighten up. And then as time went on, which is when, the breathe, when I had to breathe through them, was I could feel pressure down like definitely put feel pressure down. And then um, then they would ease off and the regular things would work. If I hydrated, um, had took some magnesium, lied down, had a shower, they'd kind of ease off. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really weird because, um, because I was having this, I was used to them. And obviously they were getting more intense, but I was just getting more used to them. Mm-hmm. So on the Wednesday morning, we had just come out of the lockdown. Um, this was between four and number five and number six. Wow. We called it lockdown light. Um, so that Wednesday, um, so I had an eyebrow appointment booked in that afternoon as well because I was like, I need my eyebrows done. Yeah. <laughs> and I was getting like every twenty minutes, and I was I messaged my husband and I was like, I'm these are really intense. And my toddler, I was just in like a foul mood, and my toddler that day she drew all over the walls and all over her bed, and I was like, you need to come home. I'm gonna. I'm so not in a place to handle this. Mm-hmm. So he came home to help me and I just was making dinner because baking is something that makes me more very relaxed Doing every 20 minutes. And I wasn't timing them, but I was looking at the clock feeling that same pressure down. But then I was like, these are coming every 20 minutes before there was never a pattern. Feel like 20 minutes now um, we ate food and I was like, honey, I'm going to my eyebrow appointment. And he was like, but they're every 20 minutes. Maybe you should stay home. And at this point, um, my locum who had taken over for me at Blossom, um, my, the practice, um, I hadn't seen her, I hadn't seen them. So I was like, oh, I'm, I wanted to stop off there. But I messaged, um, my CA and I was like, the chiropractic system, like, look, I'm not coming in. I'm feeling a bit, ugh, but, um, just I'll come in in a couple of days to see you guys because we thought lockdowns were over. They weren't. And, um, yeah, so went to my, I was like that, ah, go to my eyebrow appointment. I'm not going to give birth with bad eyebrows. Not having- <laughs> so I was like, no, I'm going. Um, so I went and, yeah, in the car I felt a contraction. Then got into the eyebrow lady. I was having one then. She's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, look, I've been having these for ages. Even if it is labor, they're 20 minutes apart. I'll be fine. Um, and she's like do my eyebrows. like, I could tell she was really worried. <laughs> um, so drove home, kept feeling them. And something intuitively was like, I'm just going to call mom and say, hey, um, my daughter's, uh, like, if this is in the middle of the night, this happens, um, you're going to come here. And if it's during the day, you'll come and pick her up and take her. But if it's during the night, come and just let her sleep and hang out at the house so mm-hmm. we can go to the hospital. Um, and I called the doula and I said, hey, getting these, they're coming every 20 minutes. And she was like, yep, yeah, you know, you're not going to miss labor, so try and rest. Um, don't try and progress them Um like because I was like, do I get on my bouncy ball? And she was like, no, no, no. If it's going to be labour, it'll continue. So had came home, packed up, got my hospital bag ready because I just felt um, in case. Yeah, so yeah, just this, the feeling. And then so I was like, I'm just going to go to bed. So I had a shower, seeing if that helped. They weren't they were still happening. They were still intense. But I was like, you know, been having these for a while. They weren't getting any closer together. Mm-hmm. They weren't getting any worse. So I went to sleep and I put my hypnobirthing in, um, which, uh, in hindsight now, probably made me miss a lot of the labor or the active labor part. So I got up at 2:45 to my water breaking, and I was like, and I was like, "Honey, I'm like my water broke." And he's like, "Okay, okay what do we do?" I'm like, "Okay, I got up and as um, I could feel like that period pain sensation, mm-hmm. and I could, as I feel it contract, I could see more water gushing out of me." this didn't happen the first time. So I was like, I'm scared. I called the doula and she's like, no, honey, this baby's coming. This is it. You're all good. Like, um, she's like, look, um, I'm going to come now, given your history and how quick your labor was last time. I'm like, okay. So I jumped into the shower. My husband called my mom and said, you know, her water broke. Can you come quickly? because um, in case my daughter woke up, we didn't want to have to deal with her as well. We- Mom to just take care of her, put her back to sleep, and I could just labour with my husband and the doula.
0: Yeah.
1: So I'm in the shower, and he's timing them for me, and I'm just. Uh, Mum arrives a couple of minutes later. because They live very close, and Mum's like, "Shouldn't we go to the hospital, I'm like Nah, I'm. I can talk to you in between. Last time, 20 minutes from the hospital, you know, we we left, and I could. And at that point, I wasn't talking in between. So that's what I was saying to her. Mm -hmm. And she's like, "Okay, we're making jokes and we're having a laugh. And at some point, my husband was like, "Um, honey, these are like a minute apart and they're really lasting a long time. And I was like, no, 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 don't tell me. I don't want to know because I didn't want to know even last time because I don't like to be like, well, how? Because I knew the correlations not always the same. So I was like. I was leaving the house with my other daughter, I think at around two minutes apart as well, but it still took another six and a half hours till I had her. Yeah. So I was like, don't tell me anymore. Just if you see me going into a contraction, just time it for me and tell me how, and see how long it is. Um, and I'd like to profit this with like, my mum had quite traumatic births. So for her, um, you know, she was a bit, she'd known that my first birth went really well, but she was still like a bit like, oh, don't you need to go to the hospital? Are you going to be okay Um, But I was like, no, I'm good. I know what I'm doing. At some point, they started coming really intensely and they started coming faster and faster. And I remember at this point thinking like, oh, my God, I cannot keep doing this for hours. Like, this is insane. This is so intense. And I've just felt like I've got to get out of the shower. And I turn off the water. I grabbed my, I had the robe and I put that on and I went to the bed and put my head on the bed and I put my arms up on the bed and just knelt down. And um, just, again, breathing through each of them. And then um, I looked at my husband and I was like, these are so intense. I'm like, I, I can't keep, like, doing this for ages. I'm like, call the doula and um, tell Sue to come again um, and come quickly. And I'm like, call the hospital because I think we need to go soon. We need to go to the hospital. So he did that and um, she's like, he's like, she'll be here in 10 minutes. She's coming. And I remember looking at the clock at 3.26 and being like, Okay. And then at 3.46, I'm like, it's been 10 minutes. Where is she? Why isn't she here? I mean, you know, I'm just like, let me go to the hospital. And my, like, I'm just like, okay, these are really intense. I didn't know what to do. Yeah. She arrives two minutes later and she comes and she's like, how are you doing, honey? And like, I went completely calm at this point. And I was like, look, really intense, but um, like, I'm feeling a lot of pressure down. She's like, okay, honey, you're feeling pressure. She has a look and she's like, um, Turns to my husband and goes, You need to call the ambulance. Yeah. And my husband's like, No, I, I called the hospital. We're coming. It's all good. And she's like, No, call triple zero. And he's like, His face just went blank. And he was like, Oh shit. Okay. Sorry. I don't know if I can swear.
0: Cut me yeah, go for it. <laughs> like,
1: oh my God. And he called the ambulance. And at this point, they're like, um Can you see the head? And my daughter, looked, like, so beautiful, it was like, is it okay if I have lift your robe up and see? And I was like, yep, that's fine. She asked for consent. And I said, yep. And she looked and she's like, yep, we see the head. And um, at this point, still very calm. I'm like, okay, we can see the head. My mum's just like watching along and being like, mommy, you're doing great. She at some point was rubbing my back and like, you're doing great, mom. You're, you know, you're doing great, honey. Um, and then, yeah, so it felt the head. And then at this point, um, one really big contraction in the head came out. And then I could um, – I remember in between the contraction, I looked at my mom and I'm like, mom, can you film this? And she's like, okay. So she takes out the camera and starts filming it. But at this point, mom doesn't know that the head's out. She comes around and she gets the head on camera and she's like,
0: oh, my God.
1: Oh. And I'm like, I could hear her saying like that. Oh, wow. And then – um. Then one more, like the next contraction, I was like resting in between, like again still laying on the bed, and one more contraction and the body obviously came out. And um, I didn't know this at the time, but apparently my husband's on the phone with the ambulance and they're like, tell her to push, tell her to push. And he was like, no, I'm not saying that to her. Amazing. Like, it's Like, no, nope, she's doing great. She knows what to do. And because of the hypnobirthing, he knew that she knows, like she can birth this baby now. Yeah. And he learnt that. If a baby's coming this quickly, everything usually is okay. Yeah. So I think he was like, Yep, all good. Not telling her to push. She knows what she's doing. Yeah. The door is here. And the doula kept telling me, like, um at the ring of fire, I did feel that. And at that point I slowed my breath and I was like, <sighs> that breath mm-hmm. to do instead of trying to really pull out long, long breaths to try and hold it so I wouldn't tear. Um and yeah. did you end up tearing? A little one, a little tear. Okay. Um, little, little, small one, which was really good. And um, yeah, so she came out. She cried, um, and it was the honestly, like you can see on the video, I am just so happy. Like, oh. and then I'm later. They I had me on the bed, and I'm just like, oh, I can't believe I had her at home. <laughs> I'm, so happy. I'm so happy. Like, um, just the thought that I didn't have to go into the hospital, and navigate that yeah. was just like. I've had her. It's amazing, and she cried. And then, um, like they got me onto the bed between the doula and my mom. They were like, "This has happened so fast. Your, you know, adrenaline is going to start kicking in." And it did. I started shaking a little bit. And then mum made me this um, Persian little sweet tea that they make, um, and she just was like, "Drink this. Drink this to get like the energy back." Mm-hmm. And um, then I started feeling the pains again, and I was like, "What is this?" And she's like, "It's the centre, honey." And I was like, "What?" I've already done this. Why am I having to do more? Like, why am I still in pain? And she's like, you've got a birth the placenta. So my husband helped me get up. At this point, the ambulance arrived. They arrived about eight minutes after I gave birth. And um, they came in. They were like, everything's really calm, I'm just on the bed, baby's in my arms, um, just chilling. They were like, they put the oxygen on me and they put the blood pressure cuff on my arm. And they were like, you're great. Everything's really good. And um, they were happy for me to birth the placenta at home. So um, at this point, my doula was like, um, can you get a bucket or something? And my husband was like, we don't have a bucket. And he runs into the kitchen. He comes up with a big salad bowl, which <sighs> we <have> now. <laughs> we got rid of it. And I birthed the placenta into that, um, but I stood up for that one. And it was just one contraction. You can, they're not as intense as – well, it wasn't for me as the ones before, but – I still didn't really want to do it because I was like, "But I've had the baby. Why do I have to yeah. do the next bit?" It hurt. <laughs> um, placenta came out, and obviously that was better. And then they were happy for me. They get on. They put me on the stretcher, and I went to the hospital. And yeah. at this point, my daughter slept all the way through, and um, and then my mum stayed home with my daughter, and we went to the hospital, which is two minutes away. I literally live not even two minutes. Like mm. I could probably get there faster depending on traffic lights. And um, got to the hospital and we were out within oh, like five hours-ish because um, I'd put a request that if everything's fine to please um, let me go home as soon as possible. Yeah. So I was home by 11.30 and my daughter um, was with my mom in the morning and came home, had lunch with her, with the baby.
0: And, um, yeah, it was
1: quite amazing.
0: Yeah, wow, what a story. How did your husband and your mum feel considering they had so much fear associated with birthing outside of the hospital, even though it wasn't a planned home birth? (laughs)
1: Yeah, Yeah, and and like a free birth as well. Yeah, true. A home birth with a midwife. Oh, so mum was okay because the doula came and in her mind she thought that this person is trained, but my doula had never given birth to a child. There's always midwives there. She's always the mum's coach, not – Birthing, like to catch the baby so she, obviously at this point was very good with it and like you know helping me when I was um she was so wonderful you could see at the end she was just like you you're such a what did she call me she called me something yeah that's what she called me she was like you're a warrior mom I'm like mm-hmm. thank you um so mom thought that she was trained which I told her like a day or two later I was like no mom Sue wasn't trained that's her first birth and my mom was like I'm so glad I didn't know that I would have <laughs> panicked um she was okay and my husband was too in it at that point i think he was just like it's just happening yeah but once we got to the hospital i could see him being like i need a coffee <laughs> and then we got home and he's like i just he's like i can't believe it's like it's like i can't believe what's happened like um he just thought it would be like similar to before mm-hmm. and so he He was all right. I think he was just grateful that everything went really well. And obviously he wasn't panicking because the ambulance was saying push, push, and he was like, nah. He's reading the room and he's like, no, I'm not going to say that to her. She's going to die.
0: Yeah, I love that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It was like the room was dark. It was definitely like that cave environment for me. Mm -hmm. And um, I was just in my own zone. So I think seeing how – and that was one thing, Sue, the doula was mentioning. She's like, you were so calm that everybody else around you was so calm mm. because you were panicking, they weren't panicking, everything seemed okay. So I would just – I was like, as soon as I realized that I'm not leaving here, I just surrendered. I just was like, this is it. And I think everyone else had that same feeling, mom and my husband and um
0: you know? Yeah. So if you guys go back for baby number three, would you consider a home birth considering you've basically done it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would, I just have to run it by my hubby and see how it goes yeah, okay. uh, this time around. But I would probably push the envelope of like, dude, honey, it happened so quickly. Yeah. It's, it's, if we haven't, <laughs> instead of free birthing, because I said to him, I was like, I, I'm like, I'm scared I'm going to birth this kid in the car because mm. I was so, so of going into the hospital and them not letting me have anyone with me like I was scared I'd heard overseas that like if the cases get bad enough the women have to birth on their own and I was just like yeah this is horrid!" like I was terrified and knowing what I knew I actually watched the birth time documentary a couple of weeks before funny story between one of my girlfriends was one month ahead of me and um we had one of our friends who she free births just as she wants to she just naturally does that mm-hmm. and she was like let's go see birth time documentary and I really wanted to see it and we took my friend along funny story she's like full hospital husband once at the hospital into like happy to have intervention if if she needed to she ended up having a free birth at home as well about four weeks before oh, I did wow, you're and kidding! two of us ended up doing that yeah so I messaged her in the hospital being like dude I just copied your birth pretty <laughs> Like, and she's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I had the baby. And she was supposed to be induced that morning and the baby came that morning. Hers was not as calm and she's explained that to me. Like her mum was there to take care of her toddler and um, her mum was quite was quite scared and um, her husband had caught the baby and there was no doula or anything like that. Um, but she was pretty happy with it afterwards as well. Mm-hmm. She was like, I'm so glad and she's like, you know, I can now see that women can do this. Whereas her first one, she had an epidural. Um, this time she was like, it's so doable. Like, mm. why did I do that last time? And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah. Yeah, she'd actually come to see me at the practice the day before or two days before because she was 41 weeks and she was like, help me. And I was like, yep, cool, let's do this. And we also did um, NET neuroemotional techniques to make sure there's no mental blocks around having the baby as well so
0: okay um would you be able to explain what that is for those of us that don't know
1: sure sure so um i also practice a technique called um net or neuroemotional technique Mm -hmm. it's um, founded by a chiropractor and it uses eastern and western um like psychology philosophy of um mental state, I guess. So it's the idea that emotions can get trapped in your body. So you've got like the body keeps score kind of thing, mm-hmm. and you have um, beliefs or things that um, can be held. And so you wanna make sure that you're not holding those. So for example, um, we would find, you would say a statement like I'm okay tearing or I'm okay um, having a birth in a hospital. And then we would muscle test you and check what's going on and see which organ you're holding that energy in. And then we would find a bunch of emotions connected to that. So, for example, if it's the liver, we would we would go um, like anger, aggression, fear, um, frustration, gall, stubborn, and then we'd see which one the muscle test will hold on. And then from there, we would help clear that. And so sometimes what I find with a lot of mamas, I usually do this around the end of um, coming to birth with mamas. Um, generally, if they've had a previous tear before, you want to make sure we are be clear, making sure that they're okay. Mm. Having one or not having one, you just want to take the emotional charge away, which is kind of what NET does with breath and with tapping along the spine um, on the meridian points. So it's using kind of Chinese med thoughts of meridian points and organs and but using the Cairo that we know for the spinal taps to rewire that emotion and how the, the brain feels it so for example with my friend what we did was like i'm okay for the baby to arrive i'm okay if the baby arrives um my toddler's okay for the baby to arrive like just making sure that all of that energy around you is congruent with um baby coming and i did this with both my births because prior to my daughter being born um, my first one, my grandmother had a stroke about two weeks before. Mm, sorry. So, um, yeah, it was yeah, quite, quite sad. And it, I nearly to labor that day, but um, thankfully my doula was like, You need to go home, don't go to the hospital anymore. <clears throat> um, but she and then she was the one who suggested you might need to get some energy work done on that. And that's when I started learning that I was like, um, this is an important part, your your mindset for Pregnancy and labor is, like, the, the key mm. to getting through a lot of this. Um, and at that point, I was practicing any I would just go every now and then and get a session done, whereas after that I was like, I am learning this technique and I'm helping mamas be able to go through this. And we use it successfully on so many mums just breaking through beliefs and um, energies that are stuck around something that is giving them an emotional charge. So if you talk about when they cry, you want to make sure that we're helping
0: release that so that they don't carry that into birth. That is so interesting. God, we've got some amazing services available now. So can someone use that for fertility?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. You can use it for anything really. Um, we do use it for fertility. Um, we use it for anything, basically uh, mindset, relationship. Some people will do, I don't do this, it's too much, but you can do relationship NET as well. Um, there are a couple of practitioners out there who will do it. Yeah, and also releasing like past generational trauma, which for me birth is one of those big ones yeah. where like the stories your grandmother and your mother told you are going to have an impact
0: mm-hmm. small
1: yeah. or big on your um, perception of what birth is. Like my grandma's story and then my mom's story, I was just like, oh, my gosh, like this is insane. Yeah. In a, like a big, long story, my auntie when I was around, this is the like what set it off was when I was 13, 14, she was perfectly healthy and really great and she her water broke and she went to the hospital and i was in the waiting room and i heard all of this but her birth just got completely derailed from like uh, from like full every intervention you could possibly think of to the end of an emergency c-section mm-hmm. and i at that point i was like this cannot be the way women have to birth. Yeah. Like that's when it changed. And then I started my search on all of it. And I was like, I'm giving this everything so that I can make sure that my births come out empowered and feel amazing from them, which is, I feel so grateful and so blessed that that's yeah. something that's, I've come out of these births as like transformative. They've been yeah. incredible.
0: Wow. And so through your experience, have their perspectives on birth been shifted at all? I haven't had a chat with like my auntie or, um, my grandma's a
1: bit old school. She was like, you had it at home, like in her head, that's like farm, like like in her head overseas. It was like the farm ladies would give birth at home. Yeah. Like the upper class would go to the hospitals. Um, so she was just like, okay, it was lean as long as you're okay and the baby's okay. Mm-hmm. But my mom, it was, she was crying when I was mm. giving birth. Like she was, wow, I get really emotional talking about it because I can see that it healed her yeah. and I can see that it, it changed. Like she even said it to me after. She's like, this has changed my life. Like mm. for her to see that birth can be like this. And you she can see in the video she's filming me, she's like, this is heaven. <sighs> this is heaven. Oh, my God. <laughs> heaven. Like, she was just so stunned that this can be birthed because hers were so traumatic that when she fell pregnant with my sister, she sobbed thinking she'd have to do it again. Um, But I was very blessed in that my father, which is an interesting thing, he was the one as we were growing up would always talk to me and say, honey, this doesn't have to be the same thing for you. Go and find out. There are other women who have births that aren't like this, which then gave me the spur to go and find um other answers
0: how amazing I know
1: not everyone's father is in that camp mm-hmm. but my dad was definitely one who was like there are there is um there this is not the way that you have to give birth it doesn't have to traumatize you
0: um love that
1: so that, what
0: a wise man I know very like he's had two daughters
1: he was like they're not gonna go through this yeah. like he's traumatized from mum's birth he says it too he's like I don't like even thinking about it yeah of course
0: jumping back to your births did you do anything special with your placentas i
1: didn't i, didn't. I like it it's something i wish i did like in hindsight but it just gets so crazy around birth that with my first one i was going to encapsulate them and then um she did a macomium poo and i assumed you weren't allowed to so for women out there you still can still encapsulate your placenta even if there's a macomium poo that was something that the the lady who did it She called and contacted me. She's like, so should I come pick up your placenta? And I'm like, no, they threw it out. She pooped on it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So what key piece of advice would you give to any expectant mothers out there?
1: Um, Know the kind of birth that you would like to experience and then gear up yourself for that.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, If you go into it just I'll see what happens, a lot of the times it won't go how you would – Um, may have hoped Mm -hmm. I did her I saw a post the other day that women now in Australia if you go into a hospital without a plan you're more likely than not to have intervention Mm -hmm. I for some it may not be financially possible to do all of the things potentially that I did but I think that you can find ways like for example um there are you may not need a doula but you can still do um like birth education by reading books like Iname Gaskin's book or reading Rhea's book, her books, um, prepare yourself for that. And then, um, oh, the big one that I did, actually I didn't mention this, watch positive birth stories, listen to these podcasts. It changes everything. Mm -hmm. We are not conditioned from like as young. As a child, I don't think I ever heard any positive birth story. It was always traumatic. It was always terrifying. And then you hear about once or twice someone birthed in a car or someone birthed at home. But the positive birth stories, like these podcasts, is why I love them and I love listening to them because they actually show you there's another way that it can happen. Yeah. Um, even if you do go for a hospital and you do get intervention, but it doesn't have to be traumatic. Like it can be positive, whatever that looks like for you. So just, and watch you, the videos. Like I watched so many positive birth videos. Do not watch anything negative. Like mm. cut it out. Like from like 25 weeks on. No one tells you a negative story. You do not look at anything negative. Just keep focusing on the birth that you want to have and the way that you want it to happen. And then anyone who wants to share it, you just tell them, after I'm done giving birth, I'd love to hear your story. Um, but maybe after I've given birth, um, I'd love to hear it. Not now while I'm just a little bit in more of a fragile state around birth. Because mm-hmm. the whole enough for you to ball your eyes out. You don't need to hear that you're going to die, which is – Pretty much. Someone told me one time, birth is like having an ax to your spine. I was like, well, that sounds really to yeah. do that.
0: And I have found that majority of the women I've spoken to who have had a physiological birth wouldn't actually describe their birth as painful like that, intense and overwhelming at times for sure, but not necessarily the type of pain that we've grown up hearing. Would you describe your birth as painful? No. I always explain it because my sister's actually pregnant now too, and I try
1: and always explain it. I'm like, it's pressure stretching, which is where I think Rhea goes through that. It's stretching that you're feeling. And it's a productive thing that's happening. You feel like it's pushing down. It's like when you're doing a workout, you know that it's doing something. So I didn't find, like, in my head, I'm like, is it pain? I wouldn't word it like that. It's Mm -hmm. a intense, really high pressure, and stretching is what you're feeling, which is the pain that you're feeling. It's stretch receptors, basically being pushed to their capacity yeah through both my births there was no point where I was like other than transition which um I wanted to, the first one I wanted them to break my water this one I looked at my husband and I was like I'm scared I can't keep doing this um and he was just like you're doing great honey it's okay um that I felt that, that pain. both births I finished and I was like I'd do that again yeah, like wow like amazing so um but my biggest piece of advice with birth would be it's your it is how your mental state is and your mindset around it that makes all the difference yeah because when it came to my birth I wasn't panicked I wasn't scared I knew that this was physiologically normal I knew that she would probably come out and cry and I had faith that that would happen and maybe I wouldn't have been in that state had I not done all the mindset work to prepare for it yeah mindset is pretty much the biggest thing you can do anything you set your mind to. Um, circumstances can happen, you know, that are out of your control, of course. Um, but the mindset around it. So if you go into, even if it doesn't go the exact way that you would like your birth to be, having the mindset to know that you got to choose, or the interventions that happened were within your somewhat control, mm-hmm. can make all the difference coming out of. Um, Coming out of birth because it stays with you. No one forgets the day they gave birth. Yeah,
0: you're so right. Thank you so much, Diana, for coming on today and sharing your incredible journey with us. Thank you. That brings us to the end of the show. What a journey, huh? I loved so much that Diana's mother felt healed after witnessing her daughter bringing her granddaughter Earthside completely calm and without fear. That was such a touching moment for me and a true testament to the power of birth. It can not only transform the mother, but everyone in the room. Diana will also feature in a future episode filled with tons of information around the type of work she does and the benefits this work can have on you throughout your pregnancy, birth and postpartum. So keep an eye out for that one. In the meantime, you can follow along on her Instagram page. I'll share all of her details in the show notes. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Let me know what you think over on the PBA Instagram and I'll see you guys next week for another episode of Positive Birth Australia.